Hello and welcome to Move Line Prop Drop Show. Prop Drop presented by WinBets. Download the WinBet app today. Take advantage of our promo code 444. Receive a risk free $1,000 bet at Win. I am Ryan Noonan, again joined by just one of my favorite fellow prop DGENs, prop stars himself. Alex, what is going on, buddy? Just you what and me is... again dancing, just a two man dance, you know? It's a little just less another complicated. T- Another two-man show. Connor picking up another uh, DNP. This wasn't Coach's decision, however. <laughs> Seems like he's dealing with some uh, a little injury bug or something like that. So, yeah, we're going to hold it down. We did great last week, Ryan. I'm expecting us to do great again. Connor's out there grinding the real man work streets for us uh, while we sit here in our cushy homes and talk about player props. And, you know, Connor's out there pounding pavement getting things done, um, you know, work emergency for Connor. Hopefully we can get him to jump in as an active listener like he did last week. If not, so be it. Connor will likely be back next week. I know this is killing him to miss this because this is uh, his favorite time of the week. So we'll try to hold it down for him. I don't even really have any plays from last week. We had a little bit, some stuff in the Discord chat, but uh, it's all right. Uh, probably I can hold this down. We'll uh, do our best to do so. So. I agree, Ryan. Those biceps on Connor did not grow organically. So, yeah, you got to put in the work. Sometimes that involves some extracurricular stuff. So he's out there flexing on everybody. It's good that, you know, he stays fit. That's true. Creatine donuts, I think, are his thing. So I'm not sure how that works, but it's it's working for him. So uh, we appreciate wherever you're listening. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube or listening in podcast form, wherever you are, we appreciate if you would subscribe so you don't miss a show. Again, Move the Line has two episodes every week. Again, props here on Friday nights. Uh, on Wednesday, Connor and I go game by game from a betting perspective with uh, folks from around the industry. Again, more sides and totals, getting into a little bit more of the you know granular football stuff. Uh, we want to uh, also remind you, if you head down into the show notes, uh, you can find information on how to access our betting subscription over at 444. Again, ending the year, but again, we have NBA stuff coming up. Uh, including our boy Alex here starting up in a couple of weeks, just before Christmas. Um, I think we have almost all those ducks in a row. Really excited. We're going to have prop tools as well. Our prop explorer tool. We're going to have college hoops as well. We're going to have college hoops prop tool. Uh, so we are, we got things moving and shaking again, check the show notes, uh, how you can access our subscription over at 444.com. Again, this part of the show is going to be where Alex and I go around. We're going to take turns sharing props. And then the end is your turn where you get in uh, fire off in the chat. We have some questions from Twitter. Uh, if you are watching live on YouTube, we super appreciate it. Let us know if there's something you're considering. Is there a question that you want to bounce off of us? Uh, get our take on a number. And then we're going to bring producer Sal in at the end to just continue running as pure as a baby's bottom with uh, the player prop tool pick of the week. Uh, Sal continues to absolutely crush his uh, ROI and winning percentage is through the roof on the season. So should be blindly following producer Sal when we get there to the end. So uh, Alex, it is that time, my friends, the first bet of the week, kick us off, uh, get us started here. What is your first bet? Yeah, I'm going to pull a little pivot here and just go with my favorite play of the week. Typically I save that for my final play. I'm going to get this one out first. I'm feeling extra generous tonight. Yeah. And that is James O'Shaughnessy over two and a half receptions. Uh, Yeah. I saw this at minus one thirty prior to coming on the show on DraftKings. DraftKings only, by the way, as of right now, Uh, I, I was shocked at this number. I've been waiting for this number all week. 
fully anticipating an opening at 3.05, or excuse me, 3.5 receptions. So to get it at 2.5 and not even be that heavily juiced, this is incredible in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'm making this a one-and-a-half unit play for the record as well. Okay. Uh, we know no Dan Arnold on the offense for uh, Jacksonville. That is going to elevate James O'Shaughnessy to the starting tight end. Honestly, that makes him the wide receiver one of this passing offense. Uh, if you're curious about the other wide receiver options on this team, Laquan Treadwell tied for the lead in targets last week. To give you an idea of what else is happening uh, as far as the skill position players on Jacksonville are concerned, O'Shaughnessy ran about on 82% of dropbacks. Uh, he's very likely to once again have an 80% route rate which is obviously very valuable at the tight end position, even in a bad offense. Uh, yeah, uh, he, like I mentioned, 82% of Jacksonville's dropbacks. He had four targets. Um, I think he's going to have a very good game. Saw eight targets in his only game as the starter. That was came in week one. He suffered an injury in week two. The Rams have also been somewhat of a tight end funnel this season. They've given up 62 receptions to the tight end position. That's the seventh most receptions allowed in the NFL. Uh, we saw Dan Arnold essentially function as the wide receiver one or the you know the the main the focal point of this aerial attack, if you can even call it that, in Jacksonville. Shaughnessy's going to do the same thing. I'm anticipating him getting six to eight targets. Uh, yeah, I just, again, I'm shocked this didn't open at three, 3.5. I was going to make it a play there, so getting it at 2.5 is just uh, icing on the cake. Yeah, that's interesting because I saw this probably about a half an hour ago, too, and was back and forth between this and then also the, the yardage. I think the yardage is like 25.5, which is also – very low. Uh, yeah, I mean, you did a great job laying it out. I think they're both probably in play. And now that I have the uh, Prop Stars stamp of approval, I'll definitely go back because this is a, a late addition to your um, to your card here. So, yeah, I, I, I like it quite a bit. You did a great job laying it out. And, yeah, I think the yardage is, is in play, too, if that hasn't been steamed too much. Uh, my first one has been hit a little bit, and I know that this is one that also you're on. So, again, always feels good when we have – uh, we're aligned on these ones. Antonio Gibson, over 89 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. I think it's up a little bit. I'd play it comfortably into the mid-90s. I haven't seen exactly where it is uh, as of like as we record here. But uh, obviously, it was nice to see him in an alpha role on Monday night. Uh, and then J.D. McKissick leaves with a concussion late in that one. And this just clears the slate here for Antonio Gibson. We have Wendell Smallwood, uh, Connor's boy, Jarrett Patterson. Uh, mixing in uh, maybe we see some Patterson props for real here this week uh, that'd be so funny and we'd have to just auto bet those um, but uh, yeah I mean I think we see 75 to 80 percent of the snaps for Gibson and he's coming off of a 29 carry seven target game against Seattle uh, even if that what is that that you know 36 opportunities even if he's down at 25 opportunities here I think we're very in good shape here uh, anywhere really below 100 yards. This is a nice matchup. We have a 49 and a half game total here. I think Washington is very much live to win outright in this game. It's one and a half, you know, two point total. So very much. We're not worried about game script. And again, seven targets for Gibson. And that's where this really helps too. If McKissick is out of play, then it kind of, you know, wheels up for Gibson in the passing game, which is something we have been dying for all season anyway because he's very much he was a receiver in college throw him the damn ball so a really nice spot here for gibson again i uh, play comfortably into the uh, mid-90s and i know alex is on it as well 
Yeah, I absolutely love this play, Ryan. I actually got on his rushing attempts. Obviously, it's highly correlated there. The number came in at 16 and a half. Not sure what it's at now. But, yeah, we've seen some monster workloads recently from Gibson. He's looked really good, especially over the last few weeks. Seems like he's over that shin injury that was kind of hobbling him uh, midway through the season. Uh, Washington football team is not afraid to give him large workloads either. You, you mentioned you know, J.D. McKissick should you know give him a big boost in snaps. Even with McKissick on the field, he, he was getting a ton of work. Uh, yeah, I think the game script is positive here as well. We also know that the Raiders have an elite pass rush. Uh, one of the best ways to mitigate said pass rush is by running the ball. Uh, so yeah, there's somewhat of a run funnel uh, because that's a good way to counter uh, you know, Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby on the edges. So yeah, I absolutely love Antonio Gibson this week. I think he's going to get as much work as he can handle and he's proven recently he can handle quite a bit of work. So yeah, I think this nine under 100 yards is a slam dunk. So absolutely has my stamp of approval. Uh, that'll lead me into my next play, and we will go with Byron Pink Pringle uh, over 19 and a half receiving yards. Uh, we've seen recently McCole Hardman get demoted to a part-time player in Kansas City's offense. Uh, yeah, he uh, he had caught two of his three targets for 25 yards against the Cowboys last week. Uh, dropped a pass along the way. We saw Byron Pringle, on the other hand, run 66. Uh, he ran a route, excuse me, on 66% of uh, Patrick Mahomes' dropbacks. He is fully operating right now as the Chiefs' number two wide receiver. Uh, furthermore, even when Byron Pringle was a part-time player, he still cleared 20 receiving yards in six of 11 games, including the previous two games, which is where we've seen him kind of elevated into these two wide receiver formations. And besides, Patrick, uh, besides Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, he's essentially – uh, on the field more than any other skill position player on the Chiefs. Um, yeah, he's played 86 snaps the last two weeks combined compared to McCole Hardman, who's played 36. Demarcus Robinson played 54. So, yeah, he, he's the guy. Uh, yeah, I'll just take a piece of, frankly, any player on this Kansas City offense who's on the field as much as he is with a receiving line under 20 yards. Uh, yeah, he's not the most – game-breaking player in the league, but you don't have to be when you have Patty Mahomes throwing the ball and the amount of attention that Tyreek and Kelsey um, command. Uh, Brian, you were on this, I think, the first week. He kind of took that jump from part-time player into a more full-time player in this Kansas City offense. It hit then. I just think this number is too low. Should have opened, you know, in the mid to high 20s. I haven't penciled in or projected for uh, low 30s. So, yeah, I like this prop quite a bit. Yeah, I wrote this up at 4 for 4 in my prop article today. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. We were on it two weeks ago because they had a bye last week, so there wasn't a, a Pringle prop to bet. But, yeah, you light it up. And the Holman or the um, McCole Hardman snap rate has gone from 73% to 33%. It was 18% last week. So the thesis behind why we were backing Pringle to begin with was he's on the field more than anyone else. And his his snap, is, they're holding steady, 60 67, 67 the last couple of weeks. Gordon and Robinson, as you laid out, aren't really sniffing that. They're all kind of sharing ancillary pieces around wide receiver three, wide receiver four. That happens. Pringles, the dude on the field. He took us there last week at one catch at 37 yards. He has a 14 yard average depth of target. Like we don't even have a high threshold here. So like the way he is used, he does have kind of game breaking after the catch ability. So he really needs to just catch one, maybe two balls. And we are cooking at this point. So this is one of those ones that like, if there's a, a points bet opportunity here, this is a, a fantastic play because again, the threshold is so low. 
at 19, we're not we're mitigating the risk of really bottoming bottoming out if he doesn't catch a ball, you know, which I guess is in the range of outcomes. But he's on the field for two thirds of the snaps. That's just not happening. So yeah, our projections are in the the low 30s too. Um, so yeah, absolutely game breaker. Love it. Uh, again, love when we're aligned. Well, next one I'll go with here: Hollywood Brown over four and a half receptions. This is minus one twenty five on DraftKings. I tried to bet this this morning, um, and it moved to minus one fifty while I was placing it. So I stopped. I was like, mm, I just don't love paying that much juice. I kind of want to get the full unit back on it. So I, I stopped, but I, it didn't make any sense to me because if you look at the usage. And how he's been used lately, four and it should be five and a half. But then later, for some reason, it's taken some action on the other side because it went back to minus one twenty-five and fire it up. I know, you know, Lamar has looked not great of late, and there are sometimes we worry about the Pittsburgh defense. I don't think we worry about the consideration of the Pittsburgh defense very much. And if you look at Brown, double-digit targets in four straight. He's got eight balls on ten targets. Six balls on 13, nine on 12, and then just five, but on 14 targets. He is Lamar's first look and, uh, you know, just massive, massive target share, massive targets per route run numbers, the air yards numbers, all the things that we want here. Four and a half is way too low. And uh, I think this should be five and a half. And if you can get anywhere at minus 125, minus 130, I think you play it. Agreed. I think I have some inside information on why you saw that jump from minus uh, to minus 150 this morning. That is because I am also backing this play, Ryan. I gave this out earlier ah. on, a, on a stream appearance this morning, so I think you probably caught it around that same time. Yeah, absolutely love this play. Yeah, I mean, text me first, man. You got to let me know. You know <laughs> you I don't want to be getting – I get steamed by the, the prop star steam, you know? Like, you I got the prop star steam. I got to be on the, the front end of the prop star steam, man. <laughs> Yeah, but absolutely love this. Just to piggyback on what you said, uh, yeah, he's getting just the the huge target shares that you know alpha one wide receivers get. Especially recently, you mentioned eleven targets over the last four games. That is elite by any standards. Especially you don't normally associate Baltimore with a high volume passing attack. But yeah, he has been fantastic. I was also equally as surprised as you that this number didn't open at five and a half, where I even think it's a decent value there as well. Furthermore, it's a good matchup against Pittsburgh, ranked twenty sixth in passing DVOA. Uh, Raymond's also not really able to run the ball very effectively. So, yeah, I think they're going to have to air the ball out. That's what's been working for them all season. And, yeah, the offense is going to run through uh, Hollywood Brown. So, yeah, absolutely love that one as well. Great to see that we are aligned. Love that being aligned with the problem. Love, love being aligned as well, Ryan. All right, we're uh, at the turn. We're at that. We're halfway point. So if you're watching and hanging out with us, start firing some questions in the chats because we both have two more to go. We have a few on Twitter. Uh, but then we want to get into anything that you have that you're considering. Again, confirmation bias. What have you already fired off at? Uh, is there anything that you're considering? Is there anything that's you're waiting that hasn't been posted yet that you know want to get our thoughts on uh, to kind of give you a range of where we think that's uh, a buy, depending on where it pops? So any of those reasons, jump in the chat. Let us know. Uh, we will take it. We are turning on to the back nine. We got a beer and a dog at the turn. Um, who knows what else is going on at the turn with probably uh, maybe out in the garden real quick. Uh, ready to, to hit the, the third one here. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, I was also going to say we field all in any questions as well. So, yeah, it doesn't even have to be prop related. The you life questions. You want to know what we're reading for dinner, what we're doing this weekend. The last movie Ryan and I saw, we're happy to talk to you guys. So just fire as many questions as you possibly can. We'd love them. That brings me to my third prop. Uh, also, really, really like this one as well. I was surprised this number didn't open higher. Uh, I actually caught this at 
75 yards. That's Alexander Madison over 75 and a half rushing yards. I would play this up to about 80 and a half yards. I know it's on, it's at 77 and a half on most books, but I did see it at 75 and a half on points bet. Do you want to point that out? They do have that option there as well. Uh, yeah. Like I mentioned, comfortable playing this up to 80 and a half. We saw Madison with a full-time uh, role against the same Lions team earlier this season. He went 25 carries, 113 yards on the ground. Also seven catches, 40 yards and touchdown. Uh, yeah. So absolutely huge 32 touch performance. Yeah. This is a great matchup as well. This is also going to be another massive workload. Uh, if, he stays healthy which we hopefully he will because the vikings don't have another talented running back behind madison obviously with cook you have madison so he can kind of siphon some of those carries madison's going to be the guy and he's going to get a ton of work uh, And the two games that cook has missed this season madison has touch counts of 36 and 36 that is absolutely huge then we have detroit just being an incredible matchup they rank 28th in dvoa 21st in rushing dvoa they've given up the fifth most yards to the running back position roughly 109 per game they've given up a total of 133.9 rushing yards per game overall they're allowing teams to run the ball 31.4 times per game that is the second most in the nfl only behind seattle so teams are just running the ball down the lion's throats not a surprise there whatsoever we know mike's what does he love to do? He loves to hand the ball off. Uh, he's going to hand the ball off to Alexander Madison 20 plus times uh, if the game script is, you know, favorable, which all indications point to it being considering that they are touchdown favorites. Yeah, so I'm expecting them to get plenty of work. Was expecting this line to be in the mid 80s. I think he's an absolutely just locked in play at 77 and a half yards. You there, Ryan? I'm muted. Sorry, I was coughing. There we go. Amateur hour. <laughs> I know? was like, did we freeze for a second? Like, wait, what happened? I'm like, uh, should I keep going? <laughs> I'm going to piggyback here. And uh, different look, but also an Alexander Madison play. And again, this is FanDuel specific, unfortunately. We don't like to typically be uh, locking in on a particular book. But shout out to uh, my boy MJ3 in our Discord. Our Discord at 444 is awesome. Uh, so shout out to all of our guys in there. Uh, they at this point, like oftentimes I'm busy doing so many things during the course of a week. I'll do prep and then I'll give them a list of like, here's some guys that I'm looking at as far as overs go. And like guys will literally just message me stuff. It's fantastic. Our community is, is awesome. There are people that can keep it afloat when we're not in there, too. It's a really, really sharp group. So uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, MJ3 found this first. Uh, there's a prop specific on again, FanDuel, most rushing yards in that game, Vikings, Lions, Madison open at plus 105 to be the leading rusher in that game. I think it's moved now to minus 115. Absolutely still a play. Madison, the leading rusher in that game. This is basically a normal prop number for us, too. Uh, this was obviously a fire, uh, you know, the guns at it, a plus 105 number. But again, we have Madison projected for 87 and a half yards uh, jamal williams the next closest at 53.6 and as you kind of laid out this is a scenario where we have both backup running backs and these are the situations when these happen there's the path for them having like a huge workload is even better than normal because there's a large gap between the second and the third guy you know sometimes that gap between the alpha number one and the number two guy isn't as big but that delta between two and three like it is astronomical. So 
again, these guys both have the clear workload here. And again, as you laid out all the reasons we like Madison, like absolutely love this play. And now we have a 34 yard difference in projections at basically even odds. So again, FanDuel specific offering. I know some other books do things like this. I know sometimes they don't post to the weekend. If you have FanDuel, I would probably play this up until maybe like 135 or so. Like that's kind of the appetite that I have for. I still think it's a great bet. Like, minus 200 to be honest of we're thinking about actual probabilities of this one hitting so i uh, absolutely love this madison to be the leading rusher in that game if you have FanDuel, uh, these leak out slowly so take a look there are some different opportunities in the passing market uh in the receiving market uh this is the my favorite of the week so mj3 thanks for that one buddy uh all right one more oh go ahead yeah no i when i saw this play on the sheet i was blown away it's fantastic value in my opinion props to you mj3 for uh, finding an absolute gem. Yeah, if you have FanDuel, I mean, this is an absolutely must play. Just hammer this right away. Ryan mentioned the edge is huge. Uh, yeah, it would take a, probably an injury is the only way uh, right. that this prop doesn't clear uh, when you just factor in everything, you know, from talent, uh, game flow, uh, opportunity, etc. So, yeah, absolutely love that play. Uh, so, yeah, for my fourth and final play, I'm going with Old Faithful Mr. Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. Saw this at minus 140. I mean, listen, we know Keenan is the firmly entrenched as the Chargers wide receiver one, 28% target share, also 32% in air yard share. Um, He's running more routes than any wide receiver on the field on the Chargers. Double-digit targets in eight of 11 games, including five straight games. His, his uh, Over the last five games, his lowest target was it was eight. Uh, he's having one of the best rece- uh, seasons in the NFL of any wide receiver. He's caught at least seven passes in four straight games and seven of 11 games overall. Bengals rank 19th in passing DVOA. We've seen Cincinnati. They are very susceptible to short near immediate routes, which is where Keenan does a lot of his damage. He is one of the league's elite route runners. Should find plenty of soft spots in the middle of that Bengals defense where they give up a lot of production. Uh, also, this game projects to be high scoring. Has all the makings of a track meet. Has the highest total on Sunday's slate. 50 and a half points. Should feature plenty of offense. Generally, that correlates well with props like this. I expect Herbert to lean heavily on Keenan Allen this weekend. Love it. Can always get behind a Keenan Allen volume prop. Like there's uh, just nothing wrong with those ever. Good spot for sure. Uh, nice in the slot. Good breakdown there too. I'm going to bring it home with uh, Jonathan Taylor over 105 and a half rushing yards. This is minus 115, uh, minus 114. I'm sorry on FanDuel. Um, again, I know a lot of people don't have an appetite for an over at 105 yards. So I, I get it. Um, I had some, smart sharp respectful pushback in discord and i think it i understand it but we have to at some point need to acknowledge statistical outliers and i think a case can be made for how taylor is being used right now and how well he's playing that he is a statistical outlier and this is a fantastic matchup against the texans uh he is top this in five of seven he nearly got there last week against one of the league's best rushing defenses in, in the bucks in a game where the coach was dragged for not using him enough. And I think they come out this week. And even though I think Frank Wright did an excellent job at stating why, and he said, we should have abandoned the run even earlier, given game setting and how they were playing. I think he comes out this week and absolutely hammers Jonathan Taylor. And if we're getting even close to 20 carries in this spot for him, 
which he's been doing more frequently of late, he absolutely crushes on the turf against a bad, bad defense. I absolutely love his spot. He got there he had 145 yards against them back in week six on just 14 carries. Like, I think – I know it's a big number, guys, but I absolutely love Jonathan Taylor here. I think 105 is still – again, I understand why he hasn't moved. It bounced up, I think, to like 109 for a bit and then came back down because it's such a big number. So I understand why people would be reluctant to do so. But, again, outlier spots, outlier back. Uh, he is a machine. So over 105 and a half on JT for me. So. What is not to love with Jonathan Taylor? I agree with your theory regarding the outlier synopsis. He is the new Derrick Henry. Obviously, profile is totally different. He's a different style runner. But, yeah, he is one of these guys that even in the triple digits, to me, he offers value, especially in a matchup like this. When you look at the historical splits and just how bad Houston has been. Uh, yeah, I'm bullish on this prop. I'm bullish on the Colts, and I'm bullish on Jonathan Taylor being the offensive player of the year. So, yeah, I think he's going to have an absolutely monster day, break off plenty of big runs. So, yeah, like this as well. Let's go. Yeah, offensive player of the year, like we know nowadays, like don't waste your money on running back MVP votes if you're getting into futures or anything like that. Like that's a quarterback award. Like you need, you would need a historical. And even then, like it's dicey. Like, right. you know, if Aaron Rodgers has his typical season, then yeah, it's even yeah. difficult to overcome that, even if you have, you set the rushing record or something like that. So yeah, the, it requires totally. Ladanian yeah. Tomlinson, 30 touchdowns and 2,500 all purpose yards. And yeah. yeah, even like the, it, did he win watched, MVP that season? Yeah. You know, I he think did. we've moved, I think we've moved into, um, quarterbacks only nowadays again. I think we, we, we know that that's the case, but, uh, yeah, you, if Tom Brady leads the league in passing touchdowns and the Bucks are a number one seed, like no beating that for a running back. Yeah, he needs twenty five hundred yards and you know in twenty five touchdowns. So Chip has probably sailed. He needs there. Jared Patterson style production. He needs to... Jared Patterson style. All right, let's jump into uh, some of our Twitter questions here. Um, let me see where Prop Stars tweet was again. We appreciate all of these. Sorry, my video is laggy and weird. Um, you know, I'm down here in the dungeon, so sometimes things get wonky. I'm working on it. Um, JMD, do you have a target yards for Elijah Moore? I think he's spectacular. Obviously, the QB play is leaving something to be desired. I'd say it lightly. Yeah, any thoughts on Elijah Moore? Obviously, they were pretty disappointing um, in a big, big way there last week. Um yeah, Elijah Moore, anything off the top for you? Yeah, I, I love Elijah Moore as well. I, I know a lot of you guys have been following me all season, been riding the guy uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah, so obviously very high, very bullish on him. But you obviously have to be concerned with the quarterback play. Zach Wilson, this also isn't the easiest matchup. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think the Eagles secondary, they, they do struggle. Uh, if Moore is going to get snaps out of the slot, he should be able to produce. Um, however, if, if they do decide to use him outside and they give a lot of those snaps to Crowder, it's a little bit different of a story. Uh, the Eagles tend to cover the boundaries a lot better than they cover the middle of the field. So, yeah, that would be something I'd pay attention to. But, yeah, I would imagine he'd be in the low – uh, 50s to high 40s, Ryan? Is that what you would envision as well? Yeah, probably high 40s. We have a projection at 58. So I don't know that there's enough of an edge there to bet it. 
Uh, and, I mean, if he comes in at like 40, obviously that would be. Uh, yeah. But yeah, chances are he's going to be, I would guess, like 48 and a half between that and 52 and a half, somewhere in that. Yeah. No, good call. Um, Sal, I, I skipped us too. Uh, let's do our recap before we move on to uh, to the rest of the questions here. I hope I didn't uh, skip us. Sounds a man, professional. So uh, if you're just joining, these are all of Alex brought, uh, props so far. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy over two and a half receptions. Um, you have Alexander Madison over 77 and a half rushing yards. He's got Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. And then Byron Pringle over 19 and a half receiving yards. Uh, you can, again, go back to the beginning, listen to all of Alex's fantastic breakdowns as to why. Uh, as far as my props go here, uh, Antonio Gibson combined rushing and receiving over 89 and a half. Take that comfortably into the mid 90s. Uh, most rushing yards in the Minnesota and Detroit game. Alexander Madison is the guy there. That's plus 105 on FanDuel. Again, comfortably up into you know minus 130 range if you could still get that. Hollywood Brown over four and a half receptions. Uh, again, on DraftKings at minus 125. And then Jonathan Taylor over 105 and a half rushing yards uh, that is out there pretty much painted across the board. So definitely like those. Sal, you're the man. We will move back to the people's props. Uh, JMD with another one. Uh, Denzel Mims, he's just slamming us with Jets receiver questions. Um, Mims over if it's reasonable. Uh, no Cole, no Davis. Somebody theoretically has to catch the ball, you would assume. Um, yeah, you would think, um, but it's the Jets, so not necessarily. Let's see where we have any uh, Mims. I mean, you can get Braxton Berrios catching balls here. I would yeah. actually look at Ryan Griffin uh, if we get a somewhat generous line for him, yeah. uh, especially in this matchup. I think the Eagles are the worst, if not the worst, one of the three worst teams when it comes to defending opposing tight ends. Uh, we've seen Griffin – He's played, he's on the field a ton. He is their primary pass catching tight end. Uh, Ryan, you just mentioned a lot of injuries uh, with the Jets receiving uh, options. So, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of viable options for Wilson to throw to. And, yeah, it's a good matchup in a game that should be tra- very likely to be trailing with or without Hurts at quarterback for the Eagles. So, yeah, I'd, t- I'd pay attention to Ryan Griffin, especially if he's under 20 yards, which I would anticipate him being in that range. I think he would have some nice value there. I like that a lot more than anything with Mims. Uh, Mims is, is prop number, or our projection is Mims uh, catching 1.9 balls for 28 yards. So um, just so high variance with you know limited snaps, even in this this setting here. So uh, again, like I said, we know the injuries are there, but I like uh, I like Alex's take there quite a bit. Um, bet the over Kittle over 52 and a half receiving yards hammer that right i did love it uh what do you think about kittle alex yeah i love it as well i want to say too that it was tough this week i know we didn't have enough overs between us both ryan hopefully next week we can play a few less unders (laughs) get some more overs on our card uh but yeah no i absolutely love this play uh yeah i think i had him projected in uh the low 70s i want to say i actually strongly considered kittle as a play uh for this show uh, yeah, Seattle, I believe, is 31st in DVOA to the tight end position. Uh, we know no Debo Samuel as well. It kind of comes down to, in my opinion, if or at least I would like to know, I'd feel better about this prop if I thought Seattle could push 
San Francisco. I do have some reservations about that. I do think San Francisco is obviously their first, second, and third uh, focus is generally running the ball. Uh, that's what they like to do, and they like they do it well. So if Seattle can give them a little bit of resistance, score some points, make this a game, yeah, this is an amazing spot. But that's what ultimately led me from making it a play on this was just – you know, one of the ranges of outcome to me, one of the more likely range of outcomes is a game where San Francisco just controls this game from start to finish, running the ball a ton with Elijah Mitchell. And yeah, just not getting the sort of, you know, 30 plus passing attempts that we want to see for uh, Kittle to get, you know, six to 10 targets, which he'd need in in most scenarios to eclipse this number. But yeah, absolutely phenomenal matchup. If yeah, I, I do. It's an over or no play, absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. But yeah, that's my reservation. No, that's a good way to sum it up. I, I hit it. Um, he, you know, his number had been been posted like sixty two and a half, fifty nine and a half. Really, you know, for the majority of the season. And now we got him dipping down at fifty two and a half with no Debo. With no Debo in a game, just because he's coming off of kind of a clunker because they ran so much against Minnesota. So I think you're just kind of buying the, you know, it's a, almost a, a pure price play for me. Our projections have him at 73.2. So we have a nice little edge there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that they could probably run away with it and it becomes a run heavy game. And then all of a sudden it's a little different, but I like the price enough based off our projections on them. So I thought it was a fire, but yeah, I agree. It's a, it's over or nothing uh, as far as he goes. All right. We'll jump into your questions here on YouTube again. We appreciate everyone. Uh, good evening. How you doing? Natalia, what's up? You're the best. Uh, Brandon Cooks, over 55 and a half receiving yards for Cooks. Uh, I think that that is a fine number. Cooks, I believe, saw a crap ton of action last time they played back in week six. I want to say he had 13 or 14 targets because of the way that Matt Eberflus plays defense uh, or calls defense for the Colts. They play a lot of Tampa two. They play a lot of deep cover two stuff. They do not give up a lot of big plays. They give up a lot of stuff underneath. We typically like tight ends against the Colts running back pass catchers against the Colts. Um, They that's why you're going to see that type of volume and not a ton of yards. So I get why you're going to see that type of volume again for cooks here. Let me give you a projection number for him. We have him at 68.7 yards, so I would say that that is a lean over for him for sure. Again, fell short of this last week. Nice deep touchdown pass, but couldn't really get anything going. But uh, not a play for me, but if you have an inkling that you like it, again, I would, to echo Alex's standpoint, I would say probably over or nothing. Uh, what do you think about Cooks at 55 and a half, buddy? Yeah, no, I would agree. It's taking a little closer look at Cooks, too, he's actually running a bit cold from a yards per target standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of similar to actually Marquise Brown. Obviously, Marquise Brown's had close to elite production. But, yeah, Cooks is performing below expectations. There, there's a good chance that, you know, he, he should be performing better if you look at some of the metrics like yards per target being one. So, yeah, I can see some – bigger games in the future considering his target share and how well he is playing obviously some inconsistent quarterback play there but yeah this is this seems like a pretty good spot to target him against Indianapolis in a game that they're going to be absolutely trailing uh yeah elite target share and yeah he's certainly getting the look so uh also not the worst matchup either Uh, the way to beat the Colts is through the air so I do expect him this is a pretty good spot for him I would say yep agree with that for sure all right 
Dan wants to know about Jalen Waddle. Waddle overs receptions or yards. Um, let me see. I haven't seen what he is in the market. Um, Maybe sixty-five. Sixty, yeah, sixty-three and a half on Fanduel. Sixty-five posted on points bets. It's right about where our projection has him. We have him projected for sixty-seven yards, six balls. Not enough of an edge. Uh, I think there's obviously, I, I haven't seen this in the last hour or so. Again, if Devontae Parker is going to be back, I know there was some discussion about him and his shoulder possibly coming back. You know, that could impact that a little bit. But um, yeah, thoughts on Waddle? Yeah, I mean, it's over, no play as far as I'm concerned. I agree with you. The guy's been phenomenal, like coming off of his first triple digit game last week. Yeah, he's he's dynamic, fast. They're creative getting the ball in his hands. I actually like the fact that they get the ball in his hands a lot close to the line of scrimmage uh, from an efficiency standpoint, you might not see, uh, you know, the greatest numbers, but yeah, he, he's their best offensive player, get the ball in his hands. He's an absolutely dynamic playmaker. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd lean over and I would be a little uh, cause for concern. Um, if uh, Parker is back, uh, could eat into his target share. We have seen Parker. He's been on the field minimal amount this season, but when he is, he still gets targeted a lot. Yep. So there are other mouths to feed on that offense. And the Giants actually do play the pass somewhat well. Um, I believe they're top 10, actually, in passing DVOA, if I'm not mistaken, or at least top 15. I think you're uh, mistaken, but I'll pull it up I? here. Okay. Um, no, they passed the DVOA there seventh. They're 20 second in passing success rate allowed. So that's a pretty big discrepancy in, in how those metrics measure, depending on uh, DVOA is taking into consideration uh, turnovers and things of that nature a lot more. Success rate is going to be more play-by-play executing expectation. So, you know, they're middle of the pack. I think in Middle of the pack. They're not terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, not, nothing to be obviously too scared of. Uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, with, with Parker back, this is a high number for him. So, that, that would probably be uh, why I, a little bit of cause for concern, or at least not an automatic play like he has been at some of the lower numbers. I agree. Waddle has a job to do this weekend. He needs to, to lead Connor and I's FFPC team to the next round so we can take home the 50K um, to you know, win, that, win that money. Waddle win that is Dan's new Michael Pittman, I've noticed. Yeah. Dan's got some, you know, he's he's forcing his like our brand guys onto us. Like he, you know, wants me to bet Michael Pittman every week. I love Michael Pittman. Don't be mad at me when I don't bet Michael Pittman. It's the same. He, he's expecting Connor to jump in here, watch the show back, and and uh, blindly chase Waddle props. So we, we love Dan. Dan's the man. He is the man. Small little baby calves, but the rest of it is fantastic. Uh, Patrick wants to know about Jared Goff. Over 21 and a half completions. We have Goff at 21.8. Patrick, that is not a bettable edge. I probably best off taking the under in that instance. Uh, Alex, do you have any appetite for uh, Jared Goff props? I I don't. It's tough for me. Uh, I mean, uh, this is a pretty solid matchup, but the amount of injuries uh, with Minnesota this week, uh, I think he'll actually – I think Detroit will be in the game – uh, no DeAndre Swift hurts them a bit. We've also seen them sort of shift to more of a run-heavy team. They're not letting Goff kind of um, take on the same volume that he was earlier in the season. Uh, obviously, no Swift means they may um, 
you know, pass the ball a little bit more, but obviously he's a great receiving option as well. So yeah, I just to me with, with golf, it's not a clear spot. So don't have a great appetite for it. Kind of like you mentioned, right? Yeah. All right. JL, thank you so much for all the research. Thank you for hanging out with us. We genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Uh, this is a, um, literally our pleasure. We get to hang out and talk football with other like-minded degenerates. I love this as much as I love anything on my schedule. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Connor, not our Connor, but Connor also wants to know about Damian Harris. Over 48 and a half rushing yards in the snow Monday night. Yeah, projected wind. I don't think it's going to snow during game time. There's a chance they get some snow before the game there. Uh, You know, obviously there's a little bit of a backfield duo there now with the Patriots with Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Patriots do have a fairly large advantage in the trenches there as far as running the football. That's probably something they were going to lean on trying to leverage. Let me find our number here. We, yeah, we have these guys right next to each other in projections here. We have Damian Harris at 54 yards. So again, slightly over what this number is, not a bettable edge from my vantage points. Again, considering that we're basically splitting 24 uh, rushes between the two of these guys here. So uh, Stevenson's right there, right behind him. Any thoughts there, Alex? Yeah, on, I, think uh, you summed, I think you summed it up really well. I'm not too terrified of this matchup, despite what some yep. of the numbers suggest with the Bills. The Patriots will be able to uh, run the ball effectively versus them. In my opinion, they can probably run the ball effectively against almost any team. So, yeah, not afraid from a matchup point, but you, you brought up the great point in that Ramondre Stevenson has really ascended into uh, nearly a 50-50 split in the backfield. Uh, he's looked very good. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever to see close to a split in touches. So, yeah, you're probably going to get a discounted rate on Stevenson, who, in my opinion, probably offers a little more upside right now from an explosiveness standpoint. They're still bullish on Damian Harris, but, yeah, I'd probably be looking more at Stevenson if the number's, you know, 10 or 12 yards lower. Yep, I agree. Uh, not a not a bettable edge. And maybe, again, it's we're Monday night. You know, maybe we have a better feel for weather come Monday afternoon and, and maybe – um, something happens there and, you know, there's a, a better, a better line that pops out. So don't be, don't hesitate to wait a little bit on those, especially when there's weather, it's something that we need to, you know, be worried about now that we're in December, uh, you know, taking action too, too early when weather could very much get in the way. Andy just spent some time in the garden as well, <laughs> cutting down a Christmas tree. Uh, love it. Good for you, Andy. Happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, get that nice natural smell of the tree. Oh, fake trees. I can't do the fake trees. Uh, love having a nice real tree in the yard uh patrick we have Morris. different trees in my garden but uh, yeah. we cut really? them down as well <laughs> Got them. <laughs> those you burn you don't want to burn the christmas tree uh you just want to be very careful but uh yeah either way it's a win-win ideally you cut them both down you burn one you don't burn the other uh but you enjoy the twinkle on the one after burning <laughs> the other uh patrick wants to know about cole Komet's uh 38 and a half receiving yards he has a lean here it looks like on the over we have Cole Komet at 38 yards. Uh, that would be a no for me, Patrick. Uh, any action here for you, Alex? Yeah, I tend to agree as well, Ryan. Uh, yeah, just I think that's an efficient number for him. Yeah. And again, I, I think he's playing. I haven't seen. I know he missed practice earlier in the week. Um, kind of a depleted club there. You can make the case that I guess Andy Dalton helps him more than Fields does. I don't know. I mean, we haven't really seen that actually, though. I think yeah. he's been equally as productive with Fields. So, 
Yeah. I was anticipating that, uh, you know, he'd have a little bit or, you know, obviously we're dealing with very small samples here. Sure. Uh, so that could easily change. But, yeah, I was anticipating his target share to increase with Dalton, which hasn't been the case. So not necessarily sure that, you know, Dalton is the uh, better quarterback for him. So, yeah. Something to consider. Thinking about the, you know, Arizona, they have really athletic linebackers and great uh, safeties. Isaiah so, Simmons. Yeah, guys that could end up on commit in that situation. Also not a great, you know, hand in the dirt take there for you. But yeah, it's 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 a tough matchup, I think. Antonio Gibson over three and a half receptions. This came out at two and a half. Uh, got crushed really quickly. Three and a half is probably plus money in most spots. Again, caught seven balls and seven targets last week. That is really a one-game sample, uh, and I'm encouraged by it, but there's so much variance in these running back receiving prop numbers, both in terms of volume of catches and yards. Uh, but any thoughts on Gibson? I know we're obviously both bullish on him. Uh, yeah, both bullish, bullish on him. A little more as a rusher, but, yeah, I, you know, I do expect a healthy workload. It's an over or no play as far as I'm concerned. I can't imagine betting that under. Uh, I would watch out a little bit for Wendell Smallwood. Obviously, he's not going to play anywhere close to the amount of snaps as J.D. McKissick does, but he does have some receiving chops. Um, I could see him eating a little bit into some of the passing work because I do anticipate just a monster workload, uh, at least uh, especially in early downs for Gibson. They're going to have to mix in another back here and there. So, yeah, Smallwood could get some of that hurry-up offense, um, third-down work. So, yeah, lean over uh, three-and-a-half seems pretty efficient, though. Yeah, we're projecting 1.2 receptions for Smallwood. So, again, that's probably at least two targets. So, again, that's enough to be concerned that he has an impact there. Uh, Jared Patterson, we're projecting for 17 and a half rushing yards. So, again, if you can find a Patterson number anywhere out there, like 12 and a half or something, get down on it for Connor, okay? <laughs> In memory of Connor. Um, our fallen uh, our fallen soul. God rest his soul. Um, <laughs> you know, take it as, if you can. Um, a loadmeister wants to know, Madison, uh, most rushing yards moved to minus 140 after he placed it. He's out here moving lines. So, all right, podcast listeners, I'm sorry. You lost it. It's dead. Uh, this is a lesson learned. First of all, watch the show. Uh, second, and more importantly, subscribe and get in our Discord. You would have got this at plus 105 today, and now it's it's probably dead. So, come on. I still like it at minus 140. I do too. But, like, come on. I know it's, it's hard to swallow when you know that it was like plus 105 like totally. two hours ago. So, I get yeah. that, but yeah. I'd still play it there. Um, and again, maybe people will continue to watch it later tonight. By the time you listen on Sunday afternoon, minus forty could be a great value. It could be Saturday. minus two hundred. It should have probably been yeah. minus two hundred. Honestly, it probably should have been minus two hundred. Really, it, yeah. it should. Yeah. Uh, Justin wants to know about Olamide Zacchaeus over twenty three and a half receiving yards. Um, Alex, anything on the top there while I dig up his projection? Uh, no. Uh, that's just right. hard to get it. behind, yeah, just uh, tertiary options in an Atlanta offense that struggle, to say the least. To, to me, it's just hard to look anywhere outside of kind of, you know, uh, Pitts, Patterson, uh, and then fading some players like Russell Gage here or there. But, yeah, I don't have a strong take on it. Yeah, we have his projection at 33. But, again, 
when we're dealing with such small numbers, you know, those projections can get really skewed. And uh, the one thing we've been talking about for months is that, you know, Tampa Bay has this really stout run defense. And if you're going to attack them, it is through the air. The reality is, is that they are turning the corner as far as some of the passing defensive metrics as well. And they're starting made to a massive, massive improvement in the secondary yeah. huge. They were like at the bottom three in pretty much every single defensive pass metric. Now they're like top 10 and everything. They're, the turnaround has been incredible actually. Yep. And they're getting healthy. They got bodies coming back. So yeah, I mean, I just would be, this is not to... a matchup to target whatsoever. Yeah. If you're looking at like wide receivers and quarterbacks, this is a matchup to avoid. If anything, or earlier in the season, we were trying to get every piece of overaction from pretty much any wide receiver that was facing off against Tampa Bay. Not the case whatsoever. Yep. And if you haven't already listened to our Wednesday show, I highly recommend it. We had Ben Solak from the ringer on the show and the guy just knows football it was talking really about this matchup about how the falcons offensive line is built and they're built small and athletic uh, for speed and it was part of the design of thomas dimitrov the you know previous general manager and they're a little undersized and when they go up against fronts like tampa they are in big big trouble they get manhandled we saw it in a very similar way with the patriots who kind of run a very uncommon nowadays heavy front with big bodies and they're just undersized when you're dealing with, you know, you're losing 25, 30 pounds across the board uh, up front. That becomes a problem. So you're going to start to see the pocket collapse. This is not a great passing offense. Like it's just going to be a bad spot for, for the Falcons. And, you know, you don't want to be hoping that a dude catches a, a, you know, prayer yards in the fourth quarter to get you over the hump of 23 and a half yards. So, all right. Uh, that wraps us up for the questions here. It's time to move on to producer Sal's time. Again, Sal has been absolutely crushing with the player prop tool bet of the week. This is, again, using our prop tool that is part of a subscription uh, if you have a betting sub with us at 444. So, Sal, it is your time, my man. Uh, let's get to the bet of the week. <laughs> All right here. Absolutely love it. Tom Brady. Oh, this is great. Sal's dying here. We got the emojis. Uh, on FanDuel, we got a half a yard projection for Tom Brady uh, for rushing yards. Our projection's at five and a half, so we are very bullish on this half yard number for Tom Brady. Uh, again, this is this is something that people get down on every week. They love this Brady number. Um, you see Twitter explode every single time. Um, Alex, thoughts on Tom Brady? Uh, I'm ready to make this a 10-unit play. <laughs> just, just blindly tail Sal because he's uh, he's winning. Yep. So, yeah, you see the, the emojis. I think those are worth a couple units. Yeah. Um, we've You're got gonna, the – You don't want to die. You need a Brady. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 44.4 unit play. I would agree. Yeah, you want to empty the clip for this. We see the emojis. Uh, we've got four emojis. So the synergy, synergy there is real with four, yep. four, four yep. emojis. Um, four letters and rolling on the floor laughing. That's, yep. you know, more reason to be behind this. Uh, the threshold is four yards, some people might say. So, yeah, mm. if he gets four yards, he could go over this. Four rushing attempts. You know, there's just so many different fours. So I think, yeah, to me, this is a 44.4 unit play. 
This is getting really deep here. Um, I, I love it. You could, you know, you want to make sure you get a Brady rush at some point, a scramble. Otherwise, you're going to die to the kneel down at the end of the game. He also is... runs a 44.440 as well. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> I mean, I'm fairly certain he is 44, 44 years old. old. So just put it up there. Um, all right, that was Sal. He Sal messaged me today. He's like, I got a prop. I cannot stop laughing at this prop. I cannot believe that this is like popping at the top of our model. Um, so we wanted to share that one with us. But again, that is not Sal's official play. <laughs> Sal has an official play. We want to tail the official play because this one always hits. So this Sal, one was for the lulls. Yes, this is for all for the 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 uh, S and Gs. Sal hit us with the uh, the real prop bet of the week. Okay, Derek Carr. Uh, we got. Uh, Passing yards on Carr. What do we what do we think about Derek Carr here? Uh, projections at 290. The line here is 268 and a half. This is minus 115 on DraftKings. Yeah, I looked at this as well. I my projections also had a significant edge, had him in the 290s. I think our projections uh share some similar traits. But yeah, I was a little reluctant uh without Darren Waller in the lineup. Um just, you know, obviously we know there's no Henry Ruggs. Is there quite enough there? Uh, but, yeah, the, the, he's been really good, actually, uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, he's, he's throwing the ball a ton. So, yeah, I'd I lean over on it. Or, yeah, I like it as a play. They still, I've been waiting for it to, to not be the case. They still lead the league in explosive pass rate on the season. Uh, again, to your point, like I feel the same way without Waller. Uh, that's a little dicey, but to Sal's point, we were reluctant on Mac Jones last week and that bad boy hit, uh, very easily. So again, Sal is uh, onto something here. He's got, uh, if it's not Cordero Patterson, he seems to be leaning on uh, quarterback props. So Sal hit last week, Mac Jones as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. As I was just saying, yeah, we, and we were like, Ooh, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, he cashed that. Uh, gleefully with a text probably around, you know, midway through the third quarter, he was all you know printing there. So we need to, we need to get in here and, uh, and tail Sal blindly until we uh, need to give Sal some kudos. Cause yeah, he has been on fire. Yeah. This is a good one folks. So, all right, that wraps us up this week. Uh, again, we greatly appreciate this time that we share together again. Don't forget to check out all of Alex's stuff. You guys all do already. Uh, at prop stars on Twitter. Um, again, sign up for a betting sub. Alex is going to be doing an NBA article for us. Um, and you're going to want to take advantage of that because he doesn't miss in the NBA either. So want to get in those streets. We are coming with that soon. So uh, Connor, we miss you. Uh, hopefully we will have you back. We'll be a, our, you know, get back to a dirty uh, threesome next week. So uh, for Alex, I'm Ryan. Enjoy your weekend. Good luck, everybody. <laughs>